1: Welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Derek Piper recapping an Illini loss. Yes, it's been a while since we've had to talk about one of those as Illinois falls at Iowa 72-65. to But I got to say, I know it's a tough loss for Illinois, but that was a fun freaking game. Oh, that felt like a Big Ten battle for first place, right? That felt like a Big Ten tournament semifinal game. That felt like... Illinois in a game that mattered. You have tensions flying. There was physicality the entire time. You have big-time players making big-time plays. Derek, I know that's a loss, but I thought I came out respecting Illinois even more. That's a game that... The, the starters for Illinois didn't play well. The Stars didn't have their best games. And you still had a way, chance to win at the end of the game. And I was big players just made up with some big plays. But that was fun. That was an awesome game.
2: It was a bloodbath. It was a high-level fight. And obviously, Illinois continues to show that they're a force to be reckoned with in this league. And now tied with Michigan State at the top of the Big Ten standings. But they're not afraid to come to anybody's building. Iowa now 5-0 in league play at home, and that's what really good teams do is take care of business. Illinois is going to have to go back and do that against Maryland and Michigan State, but further impressed with the makeup of this team. This team, when a couple of guys are having off nights, others pick it up. And defensively, I thought for the most part, other than giving up 10 threes, first time since Miami, they they fought, they battled. Luka Garza is just a really good player. They have really good shooters. Can't wait for them to come back, for Iowa to come back to Champaign in March. Yeah, some tensions boiled after that game. I didn't see
1: it live, but we saw some of the videos. I was trying to get that, the quick hits out, and most of us didn't see it. But it uh, looks like the, the coaches, the assistant coaches, more than anything, were going back and forth. I think it had to do with that camp dunk late in the game. Yeah. Listen, he's dunking. It's home. If you think that's cheap or Bush League, I saw some fans did. Listen, you just get them back at home. You get them back at home by winning that game. But to be honest with you, Derek, I love that that was part of the game. Iowa is really easy for Illini fans to dislike, right? Fran McCaffrey, Connor McCaffrey, Luka Garza. I think he's a phenomenal player. We'll talk about him here in a second. But it's kind of easy to dislike that team. It's a border state. Give me a rivalry. And this, I know Iowa's been owning this game against Brad Underwood, but give me a rivalry. And this one seems fitting, right? I think these are two coaches who are red butts, if you call it that, getting after each other. And both these teams were really physical and tough, and that's different than they've been in the past.
2: It's fun to watch Illinois have a, have a game where there's some, some bad blood on the court. You know, and we wanted that for Illinois, and Missouri, and we, you know, we talked all about Illinois. Maybe not taking that personal enough. I think they'll take this one personal uh, when Iowa comes back, and love to see them meet again, even in the Big Ten tournament. So, uh, but for Illinois to to be mixing it up with somebody near the top of the league is is what you want to be, and uh, to show Illinois has the toughness, uh, really taking on the personality of their head coach. He has the guys that he wants. Uh, but yeah, it, it was just. Both teams wanted to keep going until the final final buzzer, uh, and they continued to throw punches, and it was fun.
1: We got to start here too, because Luka Garza—he's a hell of a player. Didn't score for the first 15 minutes of the game. Ends with 25 points, 10 rebounds. He was 0 for 3 to start the game. Had a couple turnovers, but you can only hold him down so long. I mean, his development has been surprising. It's ridiculous. He's the Big Ten Player of the Year. I, I, Adam probably doesn't matter much what happens the last nine games of the year he's just ridiculous he took over that game and I thought he imposed his will on Kofi Coburn Uh, the physicality that Garza played with I mean if you watch the game Derek like if, if people didn't see it at home Garza would get positioning by the time the guards were at three quarters court pushing Kofi out pushing Georgie out he's big strong physical and you saw him kick it out to three today he really I thought taught uh, Kofi Coburn, a thing or two about what it's going to be like in the Big Ten against a big man who's as strong as he is.
2: You said it there. It was a great learning lesson for Kofi. And obviously, I know that earlier in the week he was, was battling the flu. Uh, but overall, it's just a really tough matchup. A veteran, big guy against a freshman. Uh, Kofi's had a great year, but Luka is every bit of a first team All American. He, he looked at throughout the season and, and again today, he hits threes. I think overall, you like the fact that 16 of his shots, he nine of them for three. So I know he's, he's a good, decent three-point shooter. But uh, early on, uh, as you mentioned, it took about 15 minutes for him to score. And I did a good job of keeping him out of the paint, also sending help. Uh, They swiped the ball away from him a couple of times. But he's very patient. He's very physical at both ends of the court. He draws a lot of fouls uh, and and really understands uh, positioning and all that. So I think overall, yeah, Kofi can learn a lot. I thought
1: the Illini had a big guard advantage coming into this game, but at the end of the day, Wieskamp, Frederick, who I was really impressed with as, as a point guard, McCaffrey. Uh, they outplayed Frazier and Desumu uh, and, and Demonte Williams, if you want to throw them in there. But, you know, I know Andres Fulis, we'll get to him in a minute, but uh, Iowa's guards I thought really made the difference in the game. Illinois wasn't able to defensively impose its will as much, uh, especially late in that game as Iowa made 10 threes. But offensively, I thought Illinois struggled more than I thought they would against an Iowa team that's not as great offense, or defensively.
2: Yeah, I think Iowa's guards deserve some credit at the defensive end. As far as their zone, it was pretty good at keeping Iowa out of the paint. And that was – Ayo was mostly a non-factor in the second half. And on in the first half he picked up two fouls and sat uh, for that final stretch there up until halftime. But uh, for him to only make two shots in the second half, one of them was a three with four seconds left. Uh, obviously, Iowa likes that. Uh, Feliz was going, so it, it wasn't all Iowa. just – you know, he was five of eight. So uh, he wasn't missing a bunch of shots, but – uh, and then, yeah, when, when Frederick can make threes, uh, also make shots off the dribble, he, he's a really, really good freshman. Illinois is dying for one of those, a Luke Goody type of player. You know? uh, and then Wieskamp is also of that, that same mold, just shot maker, length, uh, and he's a, he's a really darn good player too. All
1: right, when we come back, let's talk. I know we said you know, mostly that I, I think Illinois showed itself well here despite not having a great game. When we come back, let's talk about one of the biggest reasons for optimism after this game. Andres Felice has just made a monster impact the last three games especially, but 17 points, this is his kind of game, man. And and despite all the points, I think the most impressive plays were some of the steals he had against those big men. And then just to rip that rebound away, out-jump Garza to get the board, steal it from Kreiner. Those are both 6'11", 260-type guys Felice is just adds a layer of toughness to this team. He has Brad Underwood on the court, plus he can get buckets around the rim. I mean, I can't say enough about what Andres Felice has given this team the last three games. They're going to need it moving forward, Derek.
2: They really are. And, again, it's such a value to have someone like that coming off the bench. And he just provides that spark, and he's a dog. He loves – to be in these type of fights. Physicality doesn't bother him. He loves going into traffic off the bounce. It can hit some really tough runners. Uh, and the last two games uh, against Oturu and Garza, two of the best bigs in this league, he, he's gone in there and uh, tried to bother them to be able to rip it out. And uh, as you mentioned, flying in there for a rebound. Look, bodies were flying everywhere. It was just that kind of game. And, but you know, he's in his element in that. So uh, just to have someone like that, again, sets the tone for the the culture and the chemistry for this team. And uh, He's been played at a high level.
1: And kudos to Kipper Nichols off the bench. Uh, Alan Griffin had six points, two of seven from three. Hit the two big ones in the first half to to give Illinois an eight point lead early. Uh, then got a little chuck He got a little hero ball at times, but it was nice to see him back on the court. And you see uh, he can give Illinois two of its eight threes. They haven't been hitting that many threes uh, in games, so that's good to see. But Kipper Nichols, six points, five boards. That might be the biggest thing. And he's playing tough, Derek. He, he's playing more confident in himself and, and in his role. And you're just seeing him make the tough plays that. We haven't seen a lot. Um, And though it hasn't always been pretty, at least he's bringing energy and and toughness in that second unit.
2: He looks comfortable. He looks comfortable and obviously playing – his last year basketball here in Illinois, Illinois uniform. So uh, for him to be able to, to bring some physicality uh, when he's on the glass, that's that's a good sign because he has the physique and, and the athleticism to be able to do that. But uh, the motor was there, going to the glass, being able to, uh, all year long really, he's been a good interior defender. I know that he's still not knocking down threes, and that's a shot that you don't really want him to take. Uh, but Going to the glass, uh, going to the glass, or actually going to the rim with the ball. He missed a couple, but it led to some putbacks. Georgie had one. Uh, but overall, if, it, if he's able to play a role like that off the bench, uh, it's pretty valuable.
1: All right, Derek. Uh, this was a talk during the game. I thought Kipper got a couple of ticky-tack fouls on him where Garza was really physical. I thought Garza got away with some things early. But then uh, the referees started calling a lot of fouls on Iowa. Illinois getting the double bonus. I don't know at the end of the day how big of an impact they had, whether they favored one of those teams, but it wasn't consistent. Felt like they were letting them play for a while, and then they kind of had to get the game under control. And that might have led to what was happening after the game, but... What'd you think? Uh, fans are talking all about the referees. Did you think it made a big impact on this game?
2: Uh, it's hard to say. Uh, I think the two calls on Kipper, I thought were. Or I know we got three in the span of. You said was it 62, it? Seconds. 62 seconds? I think the first two were really ticky-tack and. and Kipper was just fighting his butt off, trying to, to not just get backed underneath the hoop. And I thought he was doing a really good job and even beat Garza to a spot one time, but he got called for the foul. Uh, and then, I saw I saw Griffin clothesline Wieskamp. Like, Wieskamp kind of ran into it, but I was like, this ain't getting called. Like,
1: right. there's a lot going on on that court.
2: Kofi got hit in the mouth, and, and he got called for the foul. So, uh, I know that there was some some evening up later on in the half to make the, the totals, you know, s- I guess 19-15, to 15, Illinois had 19 fouls, but uh, I understand what, what fans are talking about. When you go on the road, though, that's, that's kind of what you got to expect. Yeah. All right,
1: I don't know if Illinois fans feel this way, but I, I'm even more encouraged about this team after this game, Derek. We're talking about Trent didn't have a great game. Desumu didn't have a great game. Georgie had seven points and four turnovers. Kofi was mostly a non-factor today with six points and six rebounds yet you had a chance to win this for four minutes. Um, I, I thought toughness-wise, this is not, the team didn't have this the last couple years. Brad Underwood said after the game, "I love my team more than any coach in the country because it's playing like a Brad Underwood team." And this is a tough place to play. They're six and zero at home in Big Ten play. This is a top twenty-fifteen team in the country, and you were really close to stealing away, a win away from them. You know, went your way against Michigan, didn't go your way against Iowa. But the way they played makes me think they're going to be in this thing until the very end and that there's some fun battles. This was a throwback Big Ten game. This was 80s, 90s Iowa-Illinois basketball. In Illinois, I thought, showed itself to be a tough uh, team that is going to be tough out for everybody.
2: Yeah, I mean, this team had won seven in a row and then to come in here. And you knew that it was, the streak was going to end at some point. You didn't get blown out. I mean, you were winning at halftime. You were there at the very end. It took an 11-0 run at, at the very end for Iowa to really pull away. Uh, and who knows if there was another 20 minutes where this game would have ended up. I uh, know they'll... Little- once again, look forward to that in March. But uh, this team, when you take this loss into account, the way they lost at Maryland, th- this isn't a team that is going into buildings and, and not playing well. Uh, so overall, uh, again, got to hold serve at home. But uh, they've been really consistent. They've been, they've been consistent. I think defensively that really helps them uh, with, with what they're doing there. But this is a team that belongs to the top Half of the, or the top echelon in the race for the Big Ten title, and uh, nothing today took away from that.
1: Yeah, I mean, then you got two home games in the next week and a half: Maryland, Michigan State. Um, obviously, they're home games, so, so you want to protect home court and beat both those teams. And you beat both those teams, you're you're right back up the top, uh, the Big Ten race here. So. Rutgers, Penn State, two more ranked teams on the road. This doesn't get any easier, Derek. If you win two of these games, I think you're going to be right in the middle of the race. You win three of them. You're probably going to be at the top of the race uh, still. So what a stretch this is. But, boy, we're playing meaningful basketball going into to February, Derek. How would you rank these Big Ten teams? Um, Michigan State, Maryland, I feel like we've been known all along would be two of those top teams. But, I think it's Iowa, and Illinois, and that that next tier that can be Michigan State or Maryland. Obviously, I still got to see more from Rutgers uh, after that that last loss they had against uh, who was it? Ohio State was it? Or no, uh, Michigan. Uh, they they lost to Michigan on the the neutral site that was more in their favor. I still think th- those are the top four though: Michigan State, Maryland, Illinois, and Iowa. And I think these two teams proved tonight they're big ten heavyweights right now.
2: Yeah, I think those are the top four. I, I think Rutgers. Was- it's still going to be really tough with the rack, and we'll see if Illinois can go in there and get a win. But uh, they're a little offensively challenged; they may play to their detriment a little bit. It's going to be really fun to see Michigan State and Maryland meet twice this month, and maybe they can beat up on each other a little bit. Uh, it's going to we're going to learn a ton here in that this next week, uh, week and a half uh, with Maryland coming to town, and then Michigan State. I'd say. I don't know if, if those teams are even necessarily a step ahead of Illinois. We'll see. If they win those games, Illinois is in the driver's seat. Uh, so that's what's fun about it. Uh, but I think Iowa's going to be in the mix. And Maryland right now, if you're not paying attention to them, they're, Jalen Smith is, is playing as well as anybody.
1: And Illinois is in the middle of it. Uh, Illinois is in the middle of it. As Kipper was talking about after the game, this, this program has grown a long way. And I, I, I thought tonight further proved that. All right, that's going to do it for us here at Carver-Hawkeye Arena. It was a fantastic atmosphere. I can't wait to what it's going to be like uh, March 8th when Iowa comes to Illinois. Some bad blood brewing, but that makes for competitive Big Ten games. For Derek Piper, I'm Jeremy Warner. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Enquirer podcast.